small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. Kyle joining us in guest co-host chair. He was here just a little over two years ago for an episode we called Fed Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my favorite comics of all time. I'm not even joking, not even pulling a leg. Let me tell you something about this guy. I remember when I was like in fourth grade and I would read that he was going to be on Merv Griffin. I would, uh, I would stay home from school sick just so I could watch it, because the banter between him and Merv was incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Wayne Fetterman. Okay, I only did seven Merv Griffins, so no, it's amazing I, I, you shouldn't remember. I saw many of those. What was your first uh, TV appearance as a stand-up comedian? As a stand-up? Yeah. Was on a show called Comedy Tonight. Comedy Tonight. Who hosted that? Bill Boggs. I remember Bill Boggs. He had a giant head. I don't know if that's the way I would describe him, but uh, can we dim the light? No. Okay. Um, I can if you want me to. Yeah, let's do that. No, we're fine. Okay. Um, so that was my first show uh, booked by Rick Messina do you, of Messina Baker. Wow. Do you remember what your payment was to do that at the mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. What was it? Because I just looked at the contract. Wow. You're like Chip Chinnery with keeping the records. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, um, I think it was six. I might have got $600. That's pretty, that's pretty great back then. It might have been less. What have I done? <laughs> 60 I, it was I don't $60. remember. <laughs> I don't remember. But here was the important thing about that appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was a member of AFTRA, which is the American Federation of Television and Radio mm-hmm. Artists. Yes. You can join with no credits at that time. Okay. That's great. If you were in for a year and you got an AFTRA job, which is what this was, mm-hmm. you could join SAG. And so that's, you did. That's how I backdoored into Screen Actors Guild. That's great. And who told you all this? You didn't just learn this on your own. No, did you? this was a big thing for me to get into SAG. This was very. This was a big uh, door closer. It was a big gate that would that kept a lot of actors from working. I remember going to agents, and they were just like, "I won't even talk to you until you're in SAG." And of course, it's the classic catch. I don't know the number. Nine eleven. Get to catch nine eleven, <laughs> where you have to get a SAG job in order yeah. to be in SAG. So it was tricky. So that's how I did it. A lot of a uh, lot of messing with the mics tonight. What's what's going on over there? I just want to be comfortable because I have a give him a little more cord. I have a hunch that this is going to be a long run. <laughs> this is great because most of our listeners love the Eagles. <laughs> I'm, oh, I owe a dollar. I said it. Yeah, I know. We're going to try to. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But we're going to try not try to say the. the because Eagles. the band is called Eagles. It's just Eagles. Now, I know people hate the Eagles. I know. I don't Despite, know why. Oh, I do. Oh, you do know why? Of course. Because um, Don Henley and Glenn Fry were assholes. Is that why? I don't I, I would describe them more as arrogant. Arrogant, yes. Yeah, we call, yeah. more than arrogant. And maybe they're a little, little douchebaggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we in it? Are we going to start talking about We're it? We're just going to talk a little bit here. What uh, I know I know that uh, soon you're going to be on one of my favorite shows that's on TV right now, uh, Pete Holmes' show, Crashing. Yes. That is, uh, that is an amazing show. It's so fun. For me, and I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, the stand-up stuff that's happening feels real to me. It feels like what I remember when I was in Chicago, like mm-hmm. the, the stuff when they're not on stage. Right. feels real to me. How do you feel about it? It feels pretty good. It's very yeah. hard to capture stand-up. It really is. Really difficult. Mm-hmm. Usually, it just seems so fakey. Yeah. Like, because there's extras, 
pretending mm-hmm. to laugh at something they may have heard a couple times. Right. Or even if they haven't, they're still extras paid to be yeah. there as opposed to comedy fans who yeah. want to be at a show. Yeah. So it's already a different dynamic. Yeah. The only time it's really... I'm going to keep explaining why yeah. it's... The only time it's really worked is was in that Tom Hanks, Sally Field of course, movie. Punchline. Punchline. Yeah. I went right out and saw that as soon as that came out. Like, I thought that was just going to be the stand-up thing. It's not horrible. No. Why are you saying it like that? I haven't seen it for a long time. There's when was the last time you watched it? It's been a while. Do you like Mr. Saturday Night? <laughs> you know, this is... Yes, I do like Mr. Saturday Night, even though it doesn't work as a movie. Mm-hmm. But I liked Crystal's... I like Crystal in the movie. Yeah. It was, it was one of the worst edited movies. I really feel like that's a movie, if you look at it, you're like, are the editing this bad? You mean there's mistakes or it just doesn't... I don't know. It just the, the cuts and it just the whole thing seemed really disjointed and it was too bad. I really feel like the editor did a disservice. It's on my shelf. I should... Uh, yeah. Kyle, if you want to look up who the editor was... I'm we sorry. Can, I'm we sorry can take to call down, someone out. But, um, down but it might have been Billy Crystal overseeing the whole editing. I'm not sure. True. He's arrogant, so he maybe he's... Let's just talk about arrogant people. <laughs> have you met... Hey, let me ask you this. Yes. Could you headline? Mm-hmm. Who was the toughest feature that you ever had to follow? Like, you were in the back of the room, and you were like, oh, man, this is going to be a tough night for Wayne. Or is that every night? Um, that's, that's, that's why I bring terrible acts with me on the road. <laughs> Do you bring your own feature? <laughs> um, as a rule, no. As a rule, no. Okay, and good. to tell you the truth, I mean, I know you think of me as a headliner, but I still, like, I opened for Judd all last year. Well, like, but that's Judd Apatow. Is, that, is it Apatow or Apatel? It's Apatow. Apatow, I said it right the first time. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, but, yeah, but that's him, but that's Judd. He's a big deal. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, so I still, like, I kind of prefer being in that position mm-hmm. than in the, the headliner position. But usually I just bring whatever look. I tell you, I can't, I don't want to call out a specific comic. But, but you'd be, you'd be giving him, uh, you'd be giving him props if you said he was difficult to follow. No, no, no. But usually the, I like any act, I can follow any act that's, I don't care how strong they are. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not dirty and working the crowd. Okay. Like those are two elements that usually they wouldn't put in front of me. So because it creates a, just a different dynamic for the show. If if they're doing one of those things, it's tough. If they're doing both of those, then it's very for me, very hard. Out. Yeah, because I'm a very sensitive kind of bring myself, bring people into this world of. Yeah. You know. One more question before we get into yes. Eagles. Yes. Uh, what are your three favorite movies you <laughs> saw this year? Oh. Good question. Award, it's a Wayne. We got to catch up on our movies. It's I award know, season. I know. I know. That's what pretentious people say here in LA. I am not caught up on my movies yet. Right. I would say uh, Get Out is my favorite movie I saw this year. Okay, that's not in my top three, but it's it's very high up there. I loved it. I loved it. That was my favorite movie going experience. Again, okay. the movie. It's bizarre because really, when you break down that movie, you're like, oh. They're cutting the heads open of people and doing brain transplants. Yeah. I mean, like, who yeah. is believing It's crazy. This? There's a lot of yeah. stuff going on in there. Yeah, yeah. What, um, what else do you like? And so I liked, I liked the Judd Apatow-produced movie, The Big Sick. I yes, The was, Big Sick is was very a wonderful good, very little nice. romantic comedy. Surprised you didn't have a part in there somewhere. Well, thanks for rubbing it in. Did you, did you, uh, <laughs> did Romano get your part? No. Romano got my career. That's basically, <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what happened. Um, and then the third one, that is a tough, that's tough. Can you give me some that, cause I'm, it's uh, not shape of water. Oh, see, that's I, one of my top two. And there's one I haven't seen yet. There's, I'm down to the one I haven't seen. Did you see Ladybird? Yes. Did you like it? 
<laughs> no, I did like it. I just thought it was a great Sundance movie. All right. I just thought it was a great. I don't know All why right. everyone is like this is a breakthrough coming of age movie. Yeah, I mean it's a. Com- I love coming of age so movies, do I. and I thought that was a very good one. So I really so did. I. I really did like it. Let me. Th- I just feel like you have an advantage when you have Sorarche Ronan. I know I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. Uh, in a movie because her face is so radiant, you just mm. have to put the camera on her face yeah. and make sure there's no weird shine on it. And it's incredible. Did you see Phantom Thread? Of course. All right. I told you I've only missed one, and that's well, three. One did, three, what one did you miss? three billboards. Oh, okay. All three of the billboards. I've, I've not seen, seen it. You see, yeah. So I really I want it. to see that, and I love Sam Rockwell as an actor. He's, he's, he's he could win the Oscar. He's he's got it. He's, he's won, going he's to. Too. Yeah, and yeah. he's uh, he's different in this than still Sam Rockwell, but he's different in this than I can't wait. Seen I, I heard he's things. a racist. I can't wait to see it. He now you're in the movie. He's a racist. <laughs> No, no. Oh, he's in the movies of races as well. Okay. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I always liked Sam Rockwell. Because he was a racist. I didn't know he played that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> How was he not in Get Out? He would have been perfect. Method. Of course. Of course. So, All right. Anything else coming up for you uh, uh, acting-wise besides Crashing, which was probably filmed four years ago? And it's just now no, clear. it wasn't filmed that long ago. No, that's the, that's the main one, although I do have a co-producer credit. What? Speaking of Judd Apatow. Mm-hmm. This is all Judd Apatow. It, he throws it, you a bone. Oh, my God. He's your Adam Sandler to uh, Rob Schneider. You're Rob Schneider. Without the, <laughs> well, without the good looks and the funny. Right, right. Thank you. Um, this is, I'm co-producing the Gary Shandling documentary. Oh, my God. That's going to be fantastic. Do you remember him at all? Uh, a little bit. Now, I remember him best when he no, was. No, I meant Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, Gary. How are you guys not crying? Like, I'm seriously, you guys knew him. Yep. That's it's, great. That's yeah. going to be, look, labor of love. Labor of love, mm-hmm. March 23rd. So let's get going. It's coming out March 23rd? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, it's already done? Done, locked. Picture locked. Wow. Although I will say this, when people say picture locked, you would think that means what? That it's ready to go. It, or it can't be Nothing can changed. happen to it. Can't Nothing be can changed. change. Guess what was locked? <laughs> all the money in the world was locked. Yes. <laughs> yep. They unlocked it. Did you see that? <laughs> it's all the unlocked, yes. Of course I saw. I've seen everything except three billboards. I've seen Coco. Uh, how can anyone play that part other than Christopher Plummer? Oh, yeah, he was excellent. He was excellent. He was excellent. Give yourself some cord. It's bothering me no. that it's so oh, taught. I Not like, you, the Kyle. I love Your the, cord. There you go. Thank you. Um, so, Thank you. yeah. Drive me crazy. Yes, he was excellent. He was excellent movement. in it. Did you hear Seth Meyers' joke on the Golden Globes about... Um, yes, yes. About the Southern accent? <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> yeah, the glo- yes, it's easy to make fun of Kevin Spacey now. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you ever work with him? Never worked with him, but I think I saw his last public appearance. Oh, where was it? It was at an award show where it was like a British award show in L.A. Was it the Teen Awards? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was the, and he presented like a, li- a Lifetime Achievement Award to Dick Van Dyke. Wow. And Dick Van Dyke was so happy to get the award from And the next day, the news broke. <laughs> We've Awful. never seen him since. Awful. All right. Here we go. We're going to yeah. talk about Eagles. Yeah, or some people know them as the Eagles. The band started in 1972. What? Well, the band started. They, okay, just so you know. Recording-wise. Their big, yes, I agree with that, but yeah. which is interesting because their biggest selling album, arguably the biggest selling album in the history of albums, is yeah. called what? It's called uh, Their Greatest Hits. What? In parentheses, what? Um, 71 to 75. What's the first 
year you're saying? 1971 to 1975. Okay, let's start in 72 then. Well, then why doesn't it say I know, that's what I'm curious to be. That's oh, you know what? I know why. Tell me. I know why. Because, they, because maybe no. Maybe a single came out in no, 71. No, no. Is it because they were recording it they might in have been 71 and they're just considering possibly. it? I think they wanted to make it well, sound like it was more period of time. A longer period of time. You know what? If I ever... This is the kind of... If I ever had a chance... Now, that I never thought of that. If I because ever, you don't pay attention. This is where we differ. If I ever had a chance <laughs> to interview one of those douchebags, that's what I would ask them. There's only one of them left. Well, you could ask Bernie Ladin that question. Oh, yes. I could, I, he I could, doesn't seem like a douchebag. No, he me. seems fine. He doesn't... He looks like a cop now. Right. He's head shaved. And, all, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, so again, even though they, their first songs were released in 72, their greatest hits start in 71, even no songs from 71 are on there. That but they might have so been written strange. in 71. Yeah, but that's really odd. They start out with a lie. This is about I'm talking, this is my whole theme about this band. Oh, that's why I hate them. <laughs> have you seen them in concert? I saw them, never saw them in the, their heyday. Me neither. Saw them the first tour post uh, 1994. Mm-hmm. in Irvine Meadows. That was their first stop. And um, let's pay a, play a track from... Oh, I'm kidding. But I do have some bootleg from that concert. But anyway, it was, yeah, that was the first time I had ever seen them. And I've seen them, I've seen them twice. And uh, in recent years, like in the past, I don't know, yeah. 10 years. The first time, phenomenal. And Who was in the lineup? Who's in the lineup? Um, this is going to be a big part of our conversation. Now, I th- again, I, I think it was the, I think it was everyone but Felder. But Felder, you know what I mean? It uh, was like the. I won't see them without Felder. That's probably wise. Yeah, not because I'm. I'm sure the shows are great. I just will not do it. There's I can't. No, the no, guy who I can't. How does Glenn die? And they bring in. They bring in. Um, who's the country guy that's filling in for him? Married to Amy Grant. Not Merle Travis, is it? No, it's, it's. I don't even think Merle Travis is a guy. <laughs> does that sound like a country guy? <laughs> yeah, it does. You took Merle Haggard and Travis Tritt, or Randy Travis, and you made up a guy. You were thinking Randy Travis. We gotta, we gotta create a Merle Travis album next Who's week. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? Are you looking no. it up? Yeah, I know. Uh, Gary Chapman? No, no, no. no. no, no God. No. Oh, Vince Gill. Vince Gill. Yes, that's right. That's well, right. you know what? You just. Not Vin, bring Felder back. Make it's amends. It's not going to happen. It's not that. It will not happen. Make amends. That is that is a bridge too far. Okay. David E. Levine. Merle Travis is a is a person. It is. is. It? Who is it? Tell is me. Is it an American singer, country and western there singer? There we go. Right. There All we right. go. I'm sorry, Merle. Right. Play one of the. We died in '83. <laughs> so anyway, before we before we continue. So anyway, I saw, but I also before I saw Eagles live. Mm-hmm. I saw Don Henley twice in concert. I've seen him live twice. Yeah, when he was doing, and he did Eagle songs. He's the best solo Eagle. Probably, probably. I don't know if what, who, who else is it? Joe? Thinking of Joe Walsh, but you might be right. You might be right. But he Joe's is, great. James me, Gang and solo Joe. Let me just say the level of pretentiousness, and I like. Again, I'm com- I like the Eagles. You like I'm, pretentiousness. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. I'm going to say it right now. So I, li- I love the Eagles. Okay, so I like you love. So yeah. that's where we're coming from. Henley does his song. It's called The Heart of the Matter. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. He's been trying to get down to the heart of the matter. Trying to get down to the heart of the matter. Big hit. Sings the song. I see him at the Hollywood Bowl. 
Place Goes Nuts, because I really feel like that's an excellent song. Mm. This is what he says to ruin the song right after it. First words out of his mouth. <sighs> Only took me 30 years to write that. Can you imagine? Just, do you have to? F you. <laughs> Do say that. What if everyone simultaneously just would have went boo? Ah, only took me thirty years to write that. Okay, all right, all right. But uh, I love anyway. So I saw him, and then, well, but one of the reasons I like Don Henley, mm -hmm. despite the arrogance, despite the pretentiousness, yeah, is I have a soft spot for singers who can drum at the same time. Almost an impossible task. Yeah, and there's a few who are, and he's one of the best at it. Yeah. He is excellent, but can you name a few? By the way, it would be a great episode of... Phil Collins. Phil Collins is one. Peter Chris. Well, he really comes out from behind the drum kit to do that, <laughs> That's so no. Um, Eric Singer. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's the, he's the current Kiss drummer. He stays behind oh, the kit. Okay. okay, it's all going to be Kiss, guys. Uh, now, Dave Grohl. He comes out from behind the kit. Well, but he doesn't have to. No, I'm talking about behind the kit. Let me give you a couple. Okay. Karen Carpenter. Phil Collins. <laughs> the guy from the Monkees. What is his Mickey name? Mickey Dolenz. Mickey Dolenz does yep. it. Yep. The guy from Jellyfish. I don't even know, I don't know the that band. He guy. does it. Lee Von Helm. Have you ever seen that movie? Sure. He goes up on Cripple Creek. Yeah, but he sings. Yep. The, yeah. So I, I don't I, know that, that his drumming is that involved while he's singing, though. I think the best of the people we've named is Phil Collins. What about Ringo Starr? Remember him? He's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I just disagree with that. What about but Paul McCartney? I'm saying, you're missing my point. I'm no, not it's I'm difficult. Rating, I'm saying this, and that's one of the reasons I love yeah. Don Henley. Because, right, because he does it. Don Henley is one of the lead singers of Eagles. Yes, and right. he can also sing behind the drum. So that's just a point I wanted to make. Go but ahead. Let's go to the first album, 72. Comes yes. out in 72, produced by Glyn Johns. I'm going to give you the line. Recorded in, in England. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was recorded at Olympic Studios. Uh, this is when albums were 10 songs, 37 minutes. That's all you need, <laughs> That's right? That's all you need. Debut and, album. And then it's here's the lineup at that time. We have Glenn Fry, yeah. Don Henley, Bernie Ledden. Is it Ledden or Leiden? I believe it's Ledden. Ledden yeah. and Randy Meisner. And Randy Meisner. Do oh. we want to talk at all about how this band got together or no? Yes, you... you have a whole family tree that you were studying. So I know that they were, they were, were they <laughs> let's, were, let's, let's listen to a song and then we'll they were Linda Ronstadt's backing band. Not exactly completely true. Partly <laughs> true. Let's play something. Oh yeah. Glenn Fry, Jackson Brown. First track right out of the gate. The sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Still, still catchy. Still, Such I, a great song. That is incredible. So great. Why do people hate this band? I don't know. <laughs> Jackson crazy. Brown also recorded the song. Because why wouldn't he? Right. And here's an interesting, just a little footnote about that mm -hmm. album. None of the songs were written by Glenn Fry and Don Henley together. 
The songwriting team of Henley, Henley and Fry had not happened. Yet. Not happened. Then they still have this album. They but, but if you were to talk to Don Henley right now, he would say that they were as good as McCartney and Lennon. Again, I don't want to speak for Mr. Henley. I'm sure he would say that. <laughs> but Our, that the, that song is great. Anyway, they came out of yes, they were. They did. Glenn Fry was asked by John Bolin, who was Linda Ronstadt's manager, to hey, we're going on tour. We need a band. We need a band. I love you kids that are hanging around the troubadour. That <laughs> with, was the big hangout. With, with your beards and your, your thing drugs. And listening to all these, these this, this new scene. Here's the interesting thing, thing for me is none of the eagles or eagles are from California. That is interesting because they, they are synonymous with the, uh, the 70s California sound. They, yeah, they define it. They define it. So, uh, so anyway, so it's only... Uh, on that tour, where the idea of this band, the Eagles, mm -hmm. came out uh, from, basically, it's more it's Glenn Fry's idea. He was like the super ambitious one, the yeah. new David Geffen, the new Ronstadt, the new Jackson Brown, that had already been in a band with J.D. Souther. He sings back up on Ramblin' Gamblin' Man with Bob Seger. He's incredible. He's already in it. He's in the scene. And Don Henley's like this drummer. He auditions. They go on tour. And during that tour... John Bolin's like, I want to create a super group to back up Linda Ronstadt, and you're it. And then guess what? No, this is when they're touring oh, with oh, Linda Ronstadt, and then they were like, no, we want to create our own band. And that's how it started. Good for them. And then so immediately, Glenn Fry knew about Bernie, and then knew about Randy, and next thing you know... We're listening to Take It Easy. Let's hear another song from that album. No, wait a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait I'm taking second. over. <laughs> wait a second. Slow down. Now, as we go through, it's almost impossible. I don't want this to just be the hits, but the Eagles' hits are so incredible. Like, they really do stay, unless, unless, especially on these early albums, those are really the best songs on the album. No question. There's no, no question. question. I think the... The thing with the Eagles is it's all about the hits. It is all about the it's hits. All, that's all it is. And yeah. then later on, they steal hits from a guy named Joe Walsh mm -hmm. to do in concerts. Yep. So you get those hits. You get well. those hits too. So that's one of the reasons this band can charge $480 <laughs> for the back of the house. Uh, I'm going to go deep. I'm going to go a deep cut on here. Oh, also, okay. also written by Jackson Brown, sung by Don Henley. This is a song called Nightingale. Listen to the bass on that. Randy Mize, yep. Now, that song's good. I'd never heard that song in my life. But it doesn't it doesn't touch the three hits that are on I here. Know. It doesn't even come close to I them. I feel like they have <laughs> they have that this stardust yeah. every once in a while. So what's uh, what's the next hit you're gonna play off of this? You tell us. Let's just play it. Just play it. Let's see. Because there's two other hits. Oh yeah. This is the number this is the second track on the album after Take It Easy. Yep. Written by Henley and Leiden, 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 and apparently a Native American on drums. 
know that was like an yeah. Indian kind of Henley has a very distinctive voice. You know, smoky. Smoky. Okay, that's enough that's of that. Good. That's enough of that. Thing. Now, the thing about this album is then the third track is a gigantic stinkeroo. A song called Chug All Night. Written and by, sung by, by Glenn, right? By Glenn, yes. Yeah. This is right in your... Uh, Smuggler's Blues type of crappy. Okay, just before we even get to yeah. Chug on that yeah, yeah, yeah. song, because I don't have this album. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? A an long album. play. An album. Uh, album. Album. Okay. I think I'm saying it right. I think so. <laughs> have, uh, Is Kyle talking too much for you? Because I'll turn his mic off. No, it's fine. I can handle Kyle, it. Kyle, you're a youngster. Do you know? I always say you're a youngster. Do you know these songs? Yeah, I know the hits. I did not know Nightingale, and I do not know Chug All Night. You don't want to know Chug All Night. I do want to hear Chug on that, but here's... <laughs> you have it in there, right? Yeah. Let's hear Chug on Let's that. hear Chug on Let's it. It's Chug fucking on. terrible. This is the first time in my life hearing it. Go All ahead. Right. You're a big fan. Oh, the rocker. Okay. Yeah, but the lyrics, are, I think, suck. I, I, yeah. I believe we could chug all night. I believe we could hug all night. Okay. That is terrible. Now, Again. if that's a Kiss song, do you like that? If that's a Kiss song, it's one of the best songs on the album. <laughs> that's the best song on Hotter Than Hell, Chug All Night. But uh, Paul and Gene don't drink. The, um, well, Again, I don't know this song. I don't know this song. So at first listen, though, you, you can review it at first listen. It's terrible. Again, I feel like it's easy to make fun of the Eagles. And this album, can we talk about this, the criticism that this album came under? There's a critic. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his first name is Robert Chris Dugall. Okay. Do you know, I have any idea? I think he wrote for the Village Voice at the yeah. time. But he had this famous takedown of the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, but false. And then everyone were like, these guys are creating something that's... After Dylan and, and then James Taylor, and Neil, yeah. like all of a sudden, they have to deal with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they're outselling, you know, they're beca they become this big, monstrous uh, monolith that still exists today. Yeah. They're still touring. Yeah. Even though there's one guy from the original band. Yeah, just Henley. Yeah. So um, I think that is the problem with the why people hate the band, even these early critics, was that it wasn't, it was just very, it seemed like Pablum. Pa yeah, Pablum. They should have called the first album Pablum, <laughs> the Pablum album. Okay, can we play one of the other hits from this Peaceful, album? Easy Feeling. Uh, let's do it. This is written by Jack Temption, who went on to continue to write with Fry the whole Yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. I feel like Temption and J.D. Souther are part of this story yeah. all the way through. They're right? like, and, and Jackson Brown kind of too. They're like yes. sideways eagles. Yes. Okay, here we go. 
This guy just sang Chug All Night. Against your skin, so Can I talk over the song at all? Of course. Yeah. And this, I mean, this is a, a perfect example of a song that's on that Greatest Hits album we talked about, their Greatest Hits, and that I could understand who somebody who liked rock and roll would be like, I can't even get near this. <laughs> right. I can't even get near this. On the flip side, this could be a song your parents are like, oh, this oh. is a nice uh, and song. Then, and then your mom would do this dance. Yeah, as opposed to listening to whatever, Frank Sinatra or right. whatever, you know, whatever they're, the big band, end of the big band era. Yeah. So um, so I think that's another, re- again, I'm curious about why people hate this band. And I think peaceful, easy feeling mm-hmm. sums it up in a way where it's like, oh, that's a nice little song. And people are just like, you got, I can't even have that in my ear. I'm sure people have turned <laughs> I off. I can't even have it in my ears. I can't even, yeah, I'm sure people have t- turned off this podcast as soon as you started playing that thing. But how any, any band with their first album would kill to have songs that do as well as Take It Easy, Witchy Woman, and Peaceful Easy Feeling. Right. Yeah. And so, and that was the start. That was the start of the controversy that is the Eagles. And so when you see them in this documentary, a documentary they produced, and they come off so arrogant and horrible. Yeah. So they, and they, and wa- this is their, so they, they obviously watched it and went, I'm fine with I'm it. I'm fine with it. I I'm good. The Picture lead, lock. Lead. <laughs> <laughs> least exactly. self-aware guys in the world. Like, yeah. Yeah. I sound like a confident rock star in this thing. Yeah. Why wouldn't? Why, <laughs> uh, the album goes platinum. No small feat for a debut album in 1972. Yeah. It's from guys it's, that no one knew. That no one knew. And yeah. And zooming past all these people. Yep. Linda Ronstadt and Jackson Brown and all of these big stars from the Troubadour. A person that we should mention is uh, David Geffen at this time because he had started this record label called Asylum, yep. and this was part. He this was one of his. He rolled the dice on these man, this yep. band, and it started paying off big time. I understand he was ruthless back in the day with contracts and things. Yes, yeah. Obviously, Don Henley sued him a couple times later on in their career. And yet, Jackson Brown will tell you how great Geffen is because Geffen bought all Jackson Brown's masters back and gave them to Jackson as a present. That's what you can do when you're a billionaire. Pretty great. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Desperado. This is from 1973. They put on one a year. So 72, we have Eagles. 74, 75, 76. And then they take a break, and then they have one more. Yeah. And then they take a 35-year break. (laughs) Just long enough for Henley to write one song. Right. All right, what, what song do you want to play off of Desperado? Well, I think I'm going to play the the name of the album. This is a this is that writing duo of uh, Henley and Fry. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong on this. I think this is the first song they wrote together. All right. This is out of the gate, like, hey, maybe we could write together. And they came up with this tune, which, if I'm not mistaken, was recorded by Linda Ronstadt, and it became a hit for her. Yeah. And I think you're this. right. But I don't know which came first. Also, the lineup is still the same. Four-piece, four yes. Glenn Fry, Bernie Ledden, Leiden, Led, Ledden, Randy Meisner, and Don Henley. Right. Let's hear it. Desperado. I know some people are putting a bullet in their head right now. I, I, I know, they are. <laughs> Ten songs, 35 minutes, Glenn Johns again. Also recorded in London, England. Right. Desperado, why don't you come to your sense? 
people loading bullets into the chamber. <laughs> some, some people writing a note to loved ones. Yep. Someone's, how many of these pills do I have, have to, to take? take oh, making, going to Wikipedia to see it to make a noose. noose. Maybe just straight up knife in the tub. Just wrist it. Oh, or maybe in the tub, don't have the guts for the knife. Yeah. Toaster. Toaster. In. Right in. Maybe just listening to the song don't kills them. <laughs> Came out the same year as a. Oh, or, or a year before Linda Ronstadt. A year before. This one came out before. And what tracked, uh, her, what ranked her, uh, higher, higher? Is there any way of finding that out? I will tell you uh, where the Eagles Sorry, were. same year, a few months before. Okay. And, uh, but I don't know where they... Okay, that's all right. Okay, this, this was not released as a single right? by the Eagles. The only song on their greatest hits, and I keep going back to this album because it's the biggest selling album, maybe of all time, certainly in the running. There's either this or Thriller, Correct. Well, then we can say it's the biggest selling greatest hits album of all time. No question. No question. About no it. question. And, and it's and here's the irony of it all. Their greatest hit isn't on that album. Which is Hotel California. We'll get to that later. Oh, that's right, because it wasn't released yet. Just let that sink in. <laughs> say it again to me. Say it back to me. Their biggest can... hit isn't on their greatest hits album. Right. Right. <laughs> is, is it sinking in? Yeah. <laughs> Not on their greatest hits album. On the greatest Greatest hits album of, of all time. time. It doesn't have their biggest song. Yes. That's how big, That's this band how big is. The, the band is for those who hate Eagles. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with, because uh, there's only two hits on this album. Correct. They, they, they came up short. Only two. Last album had three. This one's got two. Right. Let's hear Duel and Dalton. Okay. Have you heard this song? Like? I think. They were dueling. Duel and Dalton. Opens up the album. High or low, it was the same. Written by Henley Fry, Souther, and Jackson Brown. Easy money. It's like a murderer's row there. That's yeah. like a Babe Ruth, women. Lou Gehrig, and two other guys. Red eye whiskey for the pain. Now, here's the downfall of this album. I don't listen to this album that much. Duel and Dalton is track one. Also. And then we flip over to side two. Duel and Dalton instrumental is, is there. And then the album closes with Duel and Dalton Desperado reprise. It's a lot of Duel and Dalton for a 10-song album. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, 11 songs. So of those 11 songs, three are Duel and Dalton. <laughs> Three are Duel and Dalton. And, and then we have... Then two we and have, a half du are Duel and Dalton, yeah. and one and a half are Desperado. Yeah. And then the other is the hit uh, Tequila Sunrise. Yes. Yeah. But not a big hit. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Of course, hear of course. It. Yeah. It's another Tequila Sunrise Staring slowly across the sky Goodbye. He was just a hired man working on the dreams he planned to try. The days go by. Every night when the sun goes down, just another. Boy in town 
Now, this is very interesting to me. Yeah. This is not really a hit. It went to number 64. Mm-hmm. But yet we think that's a great Eagles hit. Mm-hmm. And then they don't release Desperado as a single, and that's one of the greatest hits. Right. So they only released one single, or they do Duel and Dalton? With no. The, the other single was a song, try this one out. Oh. Outlaw Man. What? Went to number 59. It, it, this it did better than Tequila did better Sunrise. Than Sun Clies. Sun What's that? Yeah, it did better than. Now listen to that. I don't even know. I don't even remember Outlaw Man. Let's hear it. That means you don't know it. Oh, this is Bernie. That sounds like Bernie on oh, the. That's that's a hoedown. Oh, this isn't even written by anyone in the Eagles, right? David Blue. This isn't a single. You don't release this as a single. Doolin Dalton's better than this. I am an outlaw. I was born an outlaw. I actually do know this song. So generic. Okay, this is another reason people hate the Eagles. Is that song, <laughs> but we like them. I, we lo- you love them. I, I love like them. them. You like them. Yeah. Um, is that that song reminds me? What was the name of the movie uh, with uh, Emilio Estevez? No, no, Scarlett Johansson, and she played like a teenager and Ghost World. Ghost World. Okay. And Ghost World, and they see the blues guy, but it's a white guy yeah. playing the blues and. And Steve Buscemi's head almost explodes, you know, because no one's playing it. And I think that's what it feels like. Like, they're like, these aren't outlaws. Right. These, these are not. This doesn't sound anything like a legitimate outlaw. It just right. sounds like posers and frat boys yeah. and good looking guys who are great instrumentalists and can do four part harmonies. Yeah. So I, I just feel like. That. But I also want you to listen to the drums on Outlaw Man, which we just heard. They sound good to me. And so I know it this, up again? No, but this becomes an issue. <laughs> this becomes an issue later on for the band about how the drums are recorded. And I think on all of those songs, the drums sound actually good with the Glenn Johns technique of just three microphones. Yeah, yeah. He won't singularly mic each drum. Well, so, that's going to change on this next that's gonna album. That's going to change. <laughs> Let's go. Let's move on. Let's go. Um, th- this is the first album cover that I like, too. I do like this album cover. The album's On the Border from 1974. Mm-hmm. This is recorded. They start recording this in London with Glenn Johns. And then they're just then they then they don't like Glenn Johns anymore. Is that correct? That is correct. And I, but I think a couple of the songs from England do make it onto the record. Yes, two songs do. Those songs are You Never Cry Like a Lover and the classic Best of My Love. Their first number one song, the most important song on this. Actually, the most important song in the history of the of Eagles up to this point, in my opinion. Yes. Because they've never had a number one hit. No. No. Okay, so. I want, let's go right to Best of My Love. All right. This is the last song, and this was produced by Glenn, Glenn Johns. And he did a great job because, yeah. well, let's like we said. Every night I'm lying another song to kill yourself by right I love this song so much thinking about all the things that we said 
And that Randy Meisner, his bass is always right there. In the pocket, we call it. But the words come out too rough. I know you were trying to give me the best of your Now again, that's uh, again. That's, these are these very lush harmonies yeah. that would, like the opposite what you would hear on a Neil Young album yeah. or something and raw. There's nothing raw or edgy or any of those things about this band. But they don't. But the band looks edgy. Right. They look great. They look. They look like they badasses with the hair and, and the beards and, and the. Uh, sometimes they wear football jerseys on stage. The, the eyes are always glassy because they're wasted. <laughs> yeah. They're just backstage snorting and fucking right well you know about the third encore right oh yeah that's when all the stuff happens yeah they would have a thing called the third and that's how they got the groupies mm -hmm. they would have their guys uh, their security team during the show go around and hand out a button that said three e on it which meant third encore give it to the hottest women yeah. would you like to go to a party afterwards with eagles <laughs> <laughs> like yes yep and the party would be going by the time they got there, packed with these people all wearing the Ready three, to go. three E buttons. I'd love to, if somebody has a three E button, I would like to see what they look like. Did, um, well, if they, they did, only did two encores. If they do, if they have that button, they're, all, they're a whore. Not necessarily. Maybe they just <laughs> like good crudo tie. Now, this is where stand-up comedy is different from, <laughs> like, it, no one's giving out the three W. For Wayne, it's no, three W. I don't no, want everyone. No. I want everyone back at at the at the Motel Six and partying when I get there. Right, right. Because the the comedy groupie is way different than the rock That's and roll true. groupie. She's usually she has like, uh, you know, a, com a Smothers Brothers collection of mm -hmm. albums. She mm -hmm. wants to talk about one of her legs is shorter than the other. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, somebody understands her and is the comedian. Here's uh here's people who helped out with the writing on this album: J.D. Souther, Jackson Brown. Uh, they do a Tom Waits song, which I'm going to play. Jack Temption is right. here. Back. Yep, Jack Temption's back. Here's a song I want to play. This is, I like Tom Waits as a songwriter. We've been over this many times on the show. I do not like him that much as a vocalist, but I find this to be one of the greatest covers of a Tom Waits song. This is Old 40, I'm sorry, Old 55. Well, my time went so quickly. I went To my old 55. Is that a car? Is that a car? I think it's his uh, old lady, right? It's his, 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 his girlfriend. 55 years 55 old. 55 years old. Glenn Fry loves the MILF back then. It really kicks in here. Have you heard that version before? No, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, I think I have. On, I think it's on one of their greatest live things. Okay. I, would, I would always skip over it. All right. But <laughs> That's very dismissive of a very good song. It is a good song. Okay, so we heard Best of My Love. We heard Old 55. Now, what do you want to go with? I think that's it. I think that's it for me on this you, album. You picked Already Gone. Already Gone. Oh, Already Gone. I'm off. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot about that song. 
Wait, before we get to that. Yes. Those harmonies that we're hearing, those beautiful, gorgeous three-and-four-part four harmonies, according to John Bolin, who was Ronstadt's mm-hmm. manager, the band they got that from was a band called the... Uh, the Hawks. No, it's not <laughs> called the Hawks. It's not called the Hawks. It's called the Dillards. Have you ever heard That's of that? That's a bird. Band? That's yeah, a bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. If there's any Dillards fan, I, I want you to know that I know that I heard But you can't the really Dillard. steal harmony. No, you can't. But I'm saying that whole idea of mm-hmm. the, a little bit of But you could say, well, they, oh, they got it from the Beach Boys, maybe, harmonies. Of course, of course. Even before then, yeah. I mean, the Everly Brothers were doing that. Cavemen, probably, okay. at some point. Never mind my Dillard's comment. Let's take it off the... Let's remove it. I don't even know the... I don't even know what they sing. What do they sing? Well, they were like one of the. There was a number of. They played the troubadour, okay. so they influenced the band. Everyone, in a, in okay, a, yeah, in a big way, and they were one of those like banjo guitar bands, like that. That's perfect. That actually sounds, sounds like their good. second hit. Not bad. Um, uh, condescending white guy, <laughs> and okay. So anyway, let's not play the Dillards, but let's listen to the number one track off of their third album called "On the Boy." And by the way, one of the re- another reason people hate the. Again, I'm, I want to come up with the reasons people hate the That's Eagles. fine. It's because in this one, the picture of them, they're pretending they're outlaws in the Old West. Not on this album. It's not? No, this album cover is the... Um, it's, it's, oh, no, well, you're right. It's like a painting. That's the next one, right? No, Desperado was when they look like outlaws. Oh, okay. okay. Because it's called Desperado. You're right, you're right. All right, so anyway, but they're still in that mode of like, oh, okay. Right. Now, yeah. it must be noted that... Oh, the song we're going to play, Already Gone. Uh, this is the first song to feature Don Felder. He plays on two tracks on this album. He was invited to join the band during the recording sessions, but he's only on tracks uh, one, and if it's a CD, one and nine. But he is on this track. He's on Already Gone, so let's hear this. Already gone. Only goes to number thirty-two. But it is on that their greatest. Their hits. greatest hits. No question. No question. I have some Dillard's information. No, it's all right. It's all right. You get the Dillard's. Was, they were on the Andy Griffith show. Oh, that's right. They of course were. They were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were Otis's uh, family, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just, so now the rest. Uh, only two songs produced by Glenn Johns. The rest are produced by their new producer, Bill Simzik. Let's go Simzik. Simzik's easy. That's what it says on... That's yeah, also a Superman villain. If you say yes. his name backwards, that's how you get rid of and Bill Simzik. they knew him because he produced Joe Walsh's album. Yes. And they liked the sound of that. Although when I listen to these recordings, I feel like the drums aren't that... They don't sound that much better, better. than they did on the Glenn... Glenn John's pretty top-notch producer. 
Yeah, they, they sounded you know, pretty good. Sounds like those guys are just kind of like. <laughs> but also, Glenn Johns was like, no alcohol. You can't be high. You can't be drunk in the recording studio. Simzik didn't care. He, he, Simzik was. He, like, if he produced Joe Walsh, <laughs> well, he doesn't care. He was care. not interested in that at all. Yeah, Can we talk as, about Don Felder, who now becomes part of the band? Not only a member of the band, but a corporate member of the band. Do you oh, know see, about this? I forgot about that. Yeah, this he's is, in the e- he's in Eagles Corporation. Eagles Limited is the name of the corporation. Eagles Limited. LT, and everyone had LTD. had a had their own share in this. And so when they brought him on, he became part of that, which meant yes, if you do songwriting, that's a whole different thing. But ticket sales, merchandising, mm-hmm. uh, any of that kind of stuff, they all split. T shirt money. Which is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Buttons. So anyway, but tour, he's, tour books, three E buttons, <laughs> three E buttons. Exactly. Can I say something about Don? I would rather you didn't. Okay, let's move on. No. What do you want to say about Don? Fascinating guy in the history of music because he. Oh, Don Felder. See, that's tricky because now there's two Dons in the band. You're right. Let me talk about Don Felder. For Don a second, Felder, okay. who is the reason because he's not in the band is the reason I will not see the Eagles anymore. Um, he, as a kid in Gainesville, Florida was buddies with Stephen Stills, met Bernie Ledden, which is basically how the band got to know him. But more important than any of those crazy things in Gainesville, while in Gainesville, taught Tom Petty how to play guitar. $3 a lesson. Look at that. Come on. Bernie's brother, Tom, is in, was in Mud Crutch. Right. Yeah. Right. The early Tom Petty band. It's amazing that these guys from are just, Gainesville. These guys are in a shack somewhere with gators <laughs> coming up to the door learning guitar. Are and you then, talking about college students or actually alligators? Because they're both in Gainesville. <laughs> both. Both are coming right up to the door. <laughs> okay. Now this album, I, I love this album cover. I know you don't have a picture of it there. I love one of these nights. I think this is um there, you want to see it there? Yes, I, I love do that remember. album cover. Yeah, uh, kind of. They kind of use a little bit of that idea on their greatest hits, 1971 to 75 album. <laughs> um, now, this is for me. This is this is um, this album's got nine songs, but one is an recorded. Instru- one's in an instrumental. LA. Wait a second. One's an instrumental. That doesn't count. Right? It doesn't count. Recorded in Miami and in uh, Los Angeles with Bill Simzik letting them do all the blow they want to do. Right. And hey, you want a microphone on your bass drum? Fine. How about two mics on your tom tom? Let's do it. Whatever. We're, we're, we're open, we're to, open, all of, we're open to all of this. This has a song co-written by Patty Davis Reagan. Yes. Who was dating Bernie Ledden at the time. Yes, indeed. And she still gets royalties from that. She probably does. This has this is the only song that Felder has a lead vocal credit. It's a song called Visions. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Ronald Reagan was the governor of California at this time. Right? And, and Patty's hanging out Wait, with these guys? He went from, what, 66 to 74. So he might have just finished. This is in, 75, yeah. But yeah, he, couldn't he, have have been, he couldn't have been happy with Patty hanging out with, the, with Eagles. I don't know. His other son was in the ballet. I don't it's know which. It's a very patriotic bird, though. It's the symbol of America, right? Right. So how could he not? The like bald that? eagle, not the just bald eagle, this right. general eagle. And none of these eagles were bald. Maybe Ledden was starting. No, Meisner started losing his hair, but the other guys were like insane. Like, so now, what do we? I'm going to let you do. I mean, the, the the title track is incredible. Yeah, I don't want to do the title track. Oh. I want to do the song that was written because the band, while hanging out at the Troubadour, mm-hmm. two doors down is a restaurant called Dan Tana's. All right. And they would look in the bar, Dan Tanners, and see these young women with their lion eyes uh-huh. trying to make out. This is an epic six-minute, 22-second song. 
right? Story and, song. Love story songs. Yeah, and it still gets a lot of radio play. I don't know. I, the single the single can't be six minutes and 22 seconds. It has to be shorter than that. There might be a single edit. I don't know. Yeah. There, anyway, let's, let's listen to it. I, it's about Lion Eyes. I don't know the title. She wasn't even in the country at this time. Let me tell you something about this album. This album sells, it's their biggest album. Four million copies yeah. to this point. It has three, the three singles are all top five singles. They're in a whole different place. If now. I want to get technical, top four. Really? So what, what, what are the three singles? One of these nights goes to number one. Yes. Lion Eyes goes to number two. Yeah. And the song I want to hear next, give Randy Meisner some oh, love. Let's hear Take It to the Limit. It's good to be one of my top this is my, my top five Eagles. This is one of my top five Eagles songs too. Oh, this is sung by Randy Meisner. Don't they say in the documentary that this is one of the reasons he left the band is because they were such perfectionists and every night he was scared to death that he wasn't going to get to the note. The, yeah, the yeah, high that, note. Yeah, yeah. And Glenn would just say, you do it. You do it. Right. I don't like singing Peaceful Easy Feeling, but I do, do it. it. Yeah, so you These do people, this. Oh, they paid a lot of money to sing You got to sing this. This is part of your job. You're a professional. Uh, Apparently, they came to, according blow, to... Blows? Yep. Okay. According not to Glenn Fry, but according to uh, Randy Meisner, they they got into actually a fight at one point. I don't know if it was specifically about that because I know that was mm -hmm. an issue, but apparently now, Glenn was Randy very Meisner is is a guy. This is what happens when you're not in the public eye anymore. Because when he was with the the Eagles, he was a really cute guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hair parted down yeah, the middle, know, really know, cute yeah. guy. And then once he left the Eagles. He 
fell. I mean, because the Eagles still look pretty good as older gentlemen, and Randy did not. Randy did not age well. Did but, not age well. But, but will, would he have aged well if he stayed in the Eagles and they were in the public? First office? of all, he was in the Eagles for one more album. So I know let's that. Not, let's not. But yes, it was, there was already fragmentation. But I love everything about that song. They have the classic harmonies mm-hmm. in it that they stole from somebody from Cavemen who yep. were doing harmonies. The Dillards. Not the Dillards. And it's a DreamWorks movie about Cavemen. It's called The Dillards. <laughs> Me, I think it's Meet the Dillards. Meet the Dillards. <laughs> now, I, I, want, I want to go deep with the song that's not one of the singles. Do it. Let's hear After the Thrill is Gone. This is B.B. King's song? No, this is Henley and Fry. About they saw B.B. King? And we didn't even play one of these nights, which is in a fucking amazing song. Of course, that's that's well. And we even you know what? Let's hear it just little, at the beginning, yeah, just no because question. Randy Meisner's bass is so incredible. I agree Take with that. Take this from the top. This one, yeah, yeah, one of these nights. Before you do the one of these nights, can I just make a quick note about Lion Eyes? I'd rather not. Okay, go ahead. It won a Grammy Award for best pop performance by a duo or a group with vocal. So now these guys have got the record sales. Yeah, they've got the top four records, and now they've the got four. now they've got a Grammy. So now they must be at the height of their douchebagism <laughs> at this point. Obviously, they're getting in fights with each other. They don't they don't care what the critics say because, and I really think they didn't care what the they critics get, said. Yeah, well, I think that was part of their. I think that's Appeal. part of the essence of that documentary. It's yeah. just like. You know, we've been hearing it for all these times. Guess what? We're still selling out stadiums. Yeah. If the so people now, are coming, who gives a shit? Yeah. For every for every hater who's already turned off this podcast, there's <laughs> 700,000 people who are dying to see an Eagles concert. I think that Fetterman is what keeps people listening to this podcast. Thank you. Let's hear a little yeah. of one of these. Notes. Right from the top. This bass, Randy Meisner. I don't hear the bass. Isn't that bass? I think that's it right there. <laughs> Not getting it. Watch me. That's a power chord right there. Don Felder, I assume. The best guitarist in the band right now. I wonder if he taught Tom Petty how to do that. One of these nights. That's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. Holy you know, crap. You know, I'm, I've never listened to Eagles with these headphones. Can I mention the headphones? Well, we don't need to mention them anymore, but if you enjoy those headphones, I do. aren't <laughs> they amazing? They, these are Bose noise-reducing. And the weird thing is some songs I don't hear anything because the, the, the song is just too noisy. Yeah. But it's uh, – so I've never heard them through this, and mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying. And I also – Even Stuart Copeland commented on these headphones. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He loved them. <laughs> I've just been okay, bested by George Cope. <laughs> Vicky Peterson of the Bango bang, Bangos yeah, of the, the Bangos. Bangos. She also enjoyed them. Bill Moomy enjoyed the, these headphones. The actor from Lost in Space. Yeah, yeah, he was here. Of course. I, never mind about the headphones. But as I'm listening, really listening to these 
these eagles. Because you yeah. just hear them on the radio. Yeah, but through but your little speakers. That's that's a little, yeah. That I do hear like how lush yeah. and unedgy the band is, yeah. even more than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Even more, I'm like, oh. I can see how this could rub somebody the wrong. Again, right. I'm just trying to figure out even why s- people hate the even either. something that you're like, man, that song really rocks, but it's it's very like you, lush is a good word. Yeah, it's, it's very okay. Let's keep moving on. I have a take it to the limit story very quickly. Sure, uh, let's hear my it. My math teacher in 11th grade made us listen to that song for 30 minutes straight. Why is punishment? As we were doing like limits in like whatever calculus or okay. something. So she brought her record player in with the greatest hits album. And then would like... The 71 to 75? Yes. And then as soon as it was over, it would start into whatever the next song was. And then she would walk over and like, like try and figure out like we were doing the other night on the vinyl. And then like... Drop it. And then it would just play again. We're like, are we going to... Like, just just song play again. the rest of the no, because it is the second song on the second side, so it would be hard to find that <laughs> yeah. that exact moment. I agree, that would be tricky. I don't know why she just let it play out, but yeah, that's what I think of every time I hear that. Wayne, there's here's an album. I don't know, you may may not have ever heard this album, Hotel California. <laughs> okay, this now it's just, it can we just take a rewind? Sixteen million copies. Yeah, just let, let's take a little rewind. I want to say something first. Yeah, Hotel California. This album. This is not a popular thing I'm going to say. <laughs> My favorite album of all time is The Who, Who's Next. It is. Okay. Yes. This is, without a doubt, in my top 10, maybe five albums of all time. I think this album is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Yeah. It is a masterpiece. And as someone who grew up in the Eagles era, like this is, I was in junior high school. Mm-hmm. School and a little high school for this. Uh, band. What grade were you in in '76? Do you want to say? Yeah, I was like in eleventh grade. Okay, so, and I was in sixth grade. Right. So this was, but I was much more into rock bands. I was into obviously Led Zeppelin, yeah. but even like Grand Funk Railroad. Mm-hmm. Later, they became something called Grand Funk. Totally different. Chop <laughs> <laughs> the railroad. Part now they're just grand, is what they are. <laughs> they're just good at this point, and uh, you know. Uh, Smoke on the Water what was that Deep Purple? You know, I was into little more of that than, yeah. And the Eagles, I felt like there was a lot of bands. Were you like, doing drugs back then? Are you drug no, guy? No, no, not a drug guy. Never all. a drug guy. No, I mean, I, exper- I experimented. You smoked dope? You've smoked it before? Yeah, I smoked in the ninth grade. Was the first time I ever like, and you, then it, once again in the twelfth grade. But and, I, and then never again. No, I've done it a few times, but I, mm-hmm. I'm literally. I know when people say they experiment and they make fun of the lab yeah. coat and everything, but I, I, yeah. I sample drugs. Like, I want to know what it does. Like, I will do any drug. Cocaine? Yeah, I've done that. One, twice. All right. Twice. Tonight? Did you do any today? When Three was times. the last time you did a hard drug? Give me an example of what a hard drug would be. Uh, you know, smack. Would you say ecstasy? Window pane, horse. Ecstasy. Ecstasy, okay. Molly? Molly. Molly. Yeah. It's been in, not in the last three years. All right. But I did, I did one Molly. Yeah. I did one You're ecstasy. You're a grown up. You can yeah. do whatever you want to but do. But I just want to see what... It, I would do crack. I would do... I would do almost... I don't think Crack's I Crack's very addictive. Yeah. So are cigarettes. I've smoked those. You don't, you're not a smoker. Though. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a crack addict either. You're saying I you think can't, I can handle you can't it. get addicted to things. You're, I, I feel like I can't get addicted to a drug. To anything. I can't... Ima- I mean, I saw The French Connection too, where they got... Yeah, pop, pop, pop! I they, they they just chain them down and yeah. get them addicted. They, they got shoot them, them up. <laughs> so it's I could see how it's possible, but yeah. I it's just not it's not in my nature. Mm-hmm. 
It's not in my nature. Are you addicted to anything? A food? Yes, or... yeah, yeah. I think I'm a little addicted to sugar and maybe mm-hmm. salty food or something because I like fast food. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard when I try to not have a Coca-Cola mm-hmm. over a week. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. As of today, January 28th, it's been 28 days that I have not had any soda of any type. How does that feel? It feels good. I've also gone to the gym every day for 28 days. You still look bloated. What's going on? What's the problem? I don't know. It just takes a while. <laughs> Well, we started drinking whiskey. <laughs> sure, I have, a, I have a beer right on the treadmill with me. <laughs> okay. I, okay, you were going to talk, you wanted to say something about this album. No, I we wanted to say that up until that point, the Eagles, or Eagles, were to me like, there was a lot of them. There was, you know, Kansas, mm-hmm. Almond Brothers, there was, uh, yeah, you yeah. know. Skinnerd. <laughs> Nitty Gritty Bird. In, Nitty Gritty Dirt, dirt, dirt band. band. There were bands like the Eagles, you know, that were, had these hits. Yeah. And... It all changed for me for the Eagles with Hotel California. Yeah. And now this is the first major band change. I mean, adding a person is fine, but they lose an original member here. Yeah, they lose their guy from the Flying Burrito Brothers. Yeah. Bernie Ledden. Bernie Ledden, who brought banjo to the banjo, band. Banjo, mandolin, mandolin, slide guitar, whatever that slide steel thing he used mm-hmm. to do. Yep. So it was a whole different sensibility, way different than when they were... Uh, you know, a band that were. This is a little yeah. harder band, and they add to the mix someone who's already a well-known recording artist with the James Gang, and as a solo artist, there was something called Barnstorm or something. Yeah, Barnstormers yeah. too. Yeah, uh, Joe Walsh, Who has, which I, I don't feel it's weird to me that Henley and Fry, who seem like such major personalities, were okay with bringing Joe into this. I think it was think? the most genius move of all time for numerous reasons. Absolutely. One was you in their concerts. Now you could play all of Joe Walsh's Life's songs. Life's been good. Rocky Mountain Way. All that stuff. And even that they did the what's it called? Funk Forty Nine. Funk Forty Nine, of course. So you get all of that. Plus you get Walk this, Away. A little bit of a an outlaw, an actual outlaw, an actual outlaw, as opposed to I'm going to take a picture out in uh, Pacoima and pretend we're yeah. from the old west. Joe Walsh is a loose cannon. You don't know what that guy might do. Right. And I think everyone was shocked that Joe Walsh would join this band. Yeah. But Joe Walsh knows what the tr- how hard it is to be the front man and responsible for tickets out, the yes, whole thing for a band. And he was like, yeah. But here's the thing you don't know about Joe Walsh. Not a member of Eagles Limited. Still? Hired hand to this day. Mm, he must be getting a lot. I can tell you something. He doesn't care. He's because don't forget during this whole time mm-hmm. during uh, Hotel California and on he's releasing solo albums. Yeah. Don Felder isn't doing that. Is Felder still part of Eagles Limited? He can't talk about it because they have a lawsuit and they settled, and so we don't know. I don't know if he gets direct money from that or how it all works. I would have never settled with them. It took six years to not to settle. That's a it took lot. Me six of, years to do this lawsuit. <laughs> six years. Think about how much legal fees that would be. But if he's still if he's still part of Eagles Limited during that time, he's making money for doing nothing. I know. I right? can't wait to find when they finally lift that gag order. Here's what I heard. Be the greatest. Yes, I heard that when Steve Perry left Journey, <laughs> yeah. he's this is true. He's still a member of kind of like an Eagles Limited. He make when Journey tours, Steve Perry is cashing a check. 
And not on something other than music royalties. Right. Oh, he's he's touring. Uh, he's getting touring money and not touring. That's right. pretty good deal, Steve Perry. Okay, so um, we add we add Joe Walsh. Um, Genius. Genius. Because he, he, him and Felder together, this two-guitar attack is incredible. It's like Leonard Skinner. It's, it's uh, Thin Lizzy, whatever two-guitar attack band. The Rolling Stones. Two guitars that are attacking each other. Right. It's a battle every It's night. like a Japanese monster movie with these guitars. Yeah. Right? So they bring yeah. him into the band. They, yeah, they bring Joe Walsh into the band. And then, of course, Mr. Felder writes their best, the music to their best song ever. Yeah. He, he, he pens that like opening riff, right? Yes. Now, this yes. is going to be our playout song. I guess we can talk about it now. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. And then we'll still play out with it. How, how, or we could play out with Peaceful Easy. People family. aren't even listening right now because it's about Eagles. You're right. They hate this band. They hate them. White hot hate. Yeah, and this album sells, I think, 14 million copies. Okay, what's also very important is before this album drops in December 1976, I don't know if they used the term drop at that time, Mm -hmm. in earlier that year, guess what drops? I don't know. Their greatest hits, 71 to 75. That's right. So now so they over comp- the next year, they're, they're selling like a <laughs> million so, copies yeah. a week between the two of these. Then they got to kind of compete with themselves. And they were, they were furious that they dropped that, uh, their greatest hits. Did they, did, that it had nothing to do with it. They Not the order of it. They didn't get to pick anything. Nothing. I bet they're okay with it now. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're fine with it. Good, good idea, record label. Oh. Why would you do this? I have too much money now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this album takes a long time to record. They record March through October. I don't know if that's straight, right. straight through, never leaving the studio. It's incredible. It's incredible. And uh, Bill Simzik is there. Yeah, giving them drugs, yep. bringing in women, sure, everything. stopping fights between them, yep. <laughs> whatever's going on. By the way, you might not know this. Um, this album was just released... 40th anniversary uh, two-disc edition. The second disc is live at the LA Forum from October uh, 1976. This before, just came out. Wait, wait, wait. What? Before the album came out? No, no, no. The album was just re-released. No, you're missing my point. What? The recording is from before the album came out. Uh, yeah, October 20th through the 22nd, 1976. And at that time, they sing... Uh, they only do Hotel California that night. They don't do any other. But I'm just saying, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, that live album was recorded. That that these live recordings are from before Hotel California. So no one did. even heard the song. No, so they're like, hey, we're going to oh, sing a I new can't one. Wait and to hear that, people. And I don't have it with me. I Let's, didn't bring it. Is it on the the, the bootlegs? It's not, I, no, not on my bootlegs. So, no. All right. So what do you want to what do you want to what do you want to talk about here? Hotel California. What do you want to say? Well, let's listen to listen to a little of it. First of all, Hotel California, yeah. the title track. Let's just do it. What is the point? Why are we all pretending right. we're going to hold off? All on right. This? Okay. This is all Don Felder. I don't think there's a better side one in around. This is a killer side one. We'll talk about it in one second. Um, you, you're telling me to be quiet? How many of these songs do you know, Kyle? Every fucking song, right? Yeah. Wayne, when the drums start, I'm going to beat right here on, on my chair because I know right when they come in. I wonder how many microphones were on those drums. 
Simzik puts like 90 mics. He mics every single drum. the bass again Randy Meisner this is my favorite Eagles lineup also this is the best lineup it only lasts for one album yep worth it worth it for all the fighting it's worth all it all the fighting and drugs and buttons uh, I mean everyone knows and here's the thing when this song comes on the radio do you turn it up or do you turn to the stage no I always listen to crank this. it up and it. I, I because I live in California, I assume it's like listening to Billy Joel songs in New York. New York, yeah. That they play it more out here, I right. assume. But I've noticed that on K-Earth 101, which always plays the 30 years earlier song, so they're in the 80s now. Do you listen to K-Earth? The no. kid, he's a kid. Spotify. They still, uh, they still play this. They still play a song from 76. It's interesting. That's how popular it is. And the guitar solos in the middle, we're not going to play them right now, but... It's ridiculous. I'm not even talking about when they do the harmonies at the end. I'm talking you about... You mean the dueling? Uh, no, before that part. Before oh, the, wow. Yeah, before... The, I just... It's next level. It's next level. And David Spade has a great joke about when bands come to their, your town and they change the name of the song just to get... Yes, it. yeah, yeah. And he says, hell, welcome to the Hotel Arizona. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, what is my? Let me see what I'm going to play. Uh, this is I've played this song probably so many times in the show, but it's really a song that really is just it from the side A as well. It, it is. It closes out side A. This song really means. Yes, I like it. Just it really affects me. I don't know why. There's something about this song that really moves me. But this is uh and and also Henley dominates this album and it, it's good. Every every Henley is all over this thing, Vo lead vocal wise. Let's do it. And this is Wasted Time. Well, baby, there you stand With your little head down in your hand Oh, my God, can't believe it's happening again Your baby's gone and you're all alone And it looks like the end You're back out on the street And you're trying to remember How do you start it over? It's just great Very emotional Very emotional also, they also played. I think he's probably, you know, fondling some woman's breast as he's singing this. <laughs> some intern. They also played uh, New Kid in Town at that concert. Before oh, they did. that wasn't okay. released yet either. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, side one Hotel California, New Kid in Town, Life in the Fast Lane, and Wasted Time. I mean, that's killer. Right. Can you tell? I mean, it's uh, for those who want to dive deeper into Eagles. I recommend two things. One, this documentary yes. called The History of the Eagles. It's yeah. on Netflix right it's now. It's perfect for people that hate them, too, because you'll still hate them. You could still hate them. But quick side story, uh, Bill Maher's girlfriend, this girl, Angelie, they're not together anymore. Mm -hmm. I was talking about that. Jolie? Angelina Jolie? No, 
Angeline is her name. Angeline, I see her. She rides around in a pink Corvette. <laughs> You're missing the pron exact pronunciation. Say it again. I'm saying Angeline. Jolie. Angeline. Jules. And she says the funniest. She's a younger girl, obviously. I know that. Sure, it's Bill Maher. It's Bill Maher. And she said to me, we were talking about it, she goes, that document, that Eagles documentary is like crack for any white guy over 40. Like that's all they talk about. I've seen it six times. I've seen it eight times. It was very funny. I, I own like, it. It's yeah, on my yeah, shelf. Yeah, yeah, It's incredible. I think there is some truth to that. I gave away copies here on the show once. The, 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 the company sent me four copies to give away. It is amazing. So if you it want is. a deep dive uh, into that, but uh, you want to tell the story of what, how the title Life in the Fast Lane came about? I don't know if I know the story. I oh, it's, it's in the documentary. Yeah, I, for, I the, forget it. The Glenn Fry is on the four, like 405 freeway with some drug dealers heading to a card game. They're going 100 miles an hour. Everyone's Ridiculous. high. And, he, and one of the guys turns to him and goes, this is it. This is Life in the Fast Lane. And Glenn was like, oh, that's, that's a good title for a song. Put that away. <laughs> and that's how it came up. That's with the, it. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So what song do you want to play? I'm going to play something on side B, not your favorite side. Okay. Oh, I know. I like but side B too. this is a song that was written by uh, Felder and and with lyrics by, because I don't think Felder wrote a lot of lyrics. No, I don't think so but either. J.D. Souther and Glenn and, and Don Henley um, uh, called Victim of Love, mm -hmm. which Felder was supposed to do the lyrics, the vocals on tried it a number of time, and then they're like, their manager, Irving Azoff, took him out to dinner while, <laughs> swear to God. While they recorded yes, it. Yes, while He uh, took Felder out to dinner while, while they Don went recorded the vocals. And let's listen to it. Yeah. I'm not listening to that. Now you can, that's Joe Walsh, right? Might be Felder. I'm not sure about that. Felder's out to dinner. It has to be Walsh. No, on guitar. Yeah, he's at dinner. No, they've already done all the tracks. What kind of love have you got? You should be home, but you're not. Okay, you can hear this is a little different than peaceful, easy feeling. Yes, definitely. It's this. This, this is, is when why they, I love this band, and this is why they probably got more followers with this album because mm -hmm. it is a, heavier and it does sound a little more rocking at times. Of course, here's um this album for me works better on CD than it did on vinyl because side one ends with wasted time, and side two starts with. Wasted time reprise. Yeah. But I find it better if it just flows into it. Mm -hmm. Like if you got to flip it, I think what about it on A track? How was it on A track for you? Oh, I, they probably weren't even back to back. That's it. <laughs> okay. I want to give Randy Meisner some more love because I love, love, love his song on this album called Try and Love Again. Do you know this song? I don't, let's take a long pause before we hear it though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's try it again. It. Oh. So I want to give some love to Randy Meisner with his song on this album, written and sung by Randy, Try and Love Again. There you go. Bass. There's, there's more bass.
so good. And I'm assuming that's the last Randy Miser ever sang on an Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. He's about to get into a fight um, backstage. Yep. And he's going to be the second member to leave Eagles Limited. Mm -hmm. He's going to give his shares back to the other members. That's terrible. That's a dumb. That's dumb. (laughs) Foolish of these guys. So in the documentary, because I haven't watched it. You should borrow it. What's on Netflix? I can just watch it there. Why don't you borrow it? Wait till you turn 40. Uh, Are are Meisner and uh, Felder in it? Yes. Yes. Oh, they are? Not only that, uh, David Geffen, who Don Henley hates, he's in it. They're all in it. They're all in it. Felder Felder cries. It's incredible. But the Eagles produced it. I know. I know. They probably gave him scale. Um, yeah, they had final cut on that. New Kid in Town goes to number one. Hotel California goes to number one. Life in the Fast Lane goes to number 11. New Kid in Town is a gold single. And Hotel California, the single goes platinum. Oh, it's one of the greatest rock songs ever. It's crazy. It's one of the greatest. It's, it's, in the, it's an anthem song, right? It's like Freebird or Stairway yeah. to Heaven. Would you put it in that category? Yes. And let me tell you something. Hotel California goes to number 60 in Australia. Okay, you're just reading off a of Wikipedia. Oh, well, yeah, it's I don't not... have all this information in my head. I'm <laughs> okay. not a savant. I'm not Forrest Gump. Okay. I don't think he was a savant. No, he was just dumb. Lame, lame brain is what they call it. Um, what else do you want to do on Hotel California? What I mean, nothing. I just want to say that this is the end of my favorite lineup. This is the peak of the band. In a way, this is the album that not only best exemplify the Eagles, but also the one that they couldn't handle the success because they'd already had. A number of us, we played all those hits before this. But this is just nuts. And now it's just nuts. And quick story, because tonight you we're... you got a lot of stories. Quick, quick, quick anecdote. You say quick and then they drag on. Let's, let's, I feel like I'm really succinct with these things. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Tonight we're recording the night of the Grammy Awards. Just yes, to timestamp this. Yep. Um, last night I was up watching the uh, Australian... Finals, Australian Open Finals. So I love just tennis. Do you play tennis? Just please. Seriously, <laughs> do you play tennis? Yes. You do play tennis? Stop it. Why don't I play tennis? Why don't we play tennis? Can we cut this out of the podcast? How do I do that? What do, do I raise my hand? Is there a signal? Do I yes. link? What do I do? <laughs> Clap. All right. Say what you're going to say. So, er, uh, Irving Azoff, is that his name? Is that, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's their Seems manager. Sick. He's their manager. He says to Pierre Cosette, who is running the Grammy Awards, hey, the Eagles will show up if Hotel California wins record of the year. But otherwise, we're not showing up. I was like, I can't. I don't know what the. <laughs> I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. And so he goes, what if we're like, because we don't want to be seen losing anything. Wow. Irving Azov's up wow. there like. I don't know. I know you stay in the back of the room. Yes, he goes. What if we're wings? in like a a private room that no one's there, and then if we win, we come out and then do that. And he goes because they got invited, obviously, to yeah, play that song sure. on that. And eventually, they prepare. Like I can't help you. I can't help <laughs> right. you with this. And they they won for a record of the like I think the single one. Yeah, yeah. And which they gave out. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Andy Williams presented it. They're like Andy Williams, and they're like. <laughs> They're not here. I don't know what to tell you. And so it's just an interesting, just the yeah. arrogance already of that. They won't go that, and get that, their that Grammy. Band, that band. But um, yeah. So anyway, this is the point where they're just, they have money flying in and they feel like they have to feed the monster 
and it ends up breaking the band apart. So let's move on, right? Okay, so we're going to move on to a, a, a subpar follow-up, in my opinion, yeah. to Hotel California. And when I say subpar, I mean it only sells 7 million albums. Right, but now they've gotten a new bass player. Who yes. is that? They have Timothy B. Schmidt. What band was he in before? He was in Poco. What band was Randy Meisner in before? He was in Poco. So basically, Timothy Poco. Schmidt replaced Randy Meisner in Poco. Whatever band Randy's in, then Schmidt comes in and replaces. I think of Poco as like the 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 development league for the Eagles bass players. Like if you want to be in the Eagles and play bass, you first got to go. It's like the Oneonta Yankees. Yeah. It's like a farm team. Now, what's weird is Timothy B. Schmidt, he comes into the band, but then when they play live, he didn't sing the Meisner songs. Yes. Glenn, Glenn does. No. I saw Timothy Schmidt does Take It to the Limit. You say I I'm wrong about I that. I saw Glenn sing Take It to the Limit. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because when I... All right. We're going to hear it. We're going to hear from look, the two may, Eagles look, fans still listening maybe, to this thing. Maybe, maybe Timothy sang it when you saw them, and then Glenn said, you know what? I want to sing another hit. <laughs> And what are you going to do? Timothy Schmidt certainly can't be in Eagles Limited. No. Timothy. He's not even in Poco <laughs> Limited. Here's what I find amazing about the band Poco. Can we name this Eagles Limited episode? <laughs> well, we'll get sued because it's a trademark. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Yes. No. Timothy Schmidt is definitely a hired gun. Yes. And he, I think Poco has like 10 albums with him. I don't know one of those songs. Of course. I don't know anything. But they're influential. They're influential. I guess so. But they'll never be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Poco. I, let's not talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Poco. Fame. Poco. I hate the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So <laughs> Okay, look. This album has big hits. It's got the long run. But this took a couple years to took make. Took three years to make, and it's not. And it's they got a lot of junk. They yeah, hated it's it. got a lot of junk on it. What do you want to hear from this album? Um, it's got I a great do. cover. You know, a horrible cover. <laughs> they do? It's just black, but oh. it's not cool like back in black, which there was a reason why that was black. Wasn't there an album from uh, Spinal Tap that was just black also? Yeah, and none more black. Yeah. Um, I think I wanted and to... And then the black album by Metallica. I think Heartache Tonight. This is Bob Seger helped write this song. Yep, I think he and J.D. Salyer. I think Seger actually came in and, and finished it, helped finish it. I think they were stuck. Let's hear it. Good drums. Somebody's gonna hurt someone before the night is through. Somebody's gonna come undone. There's nothing we can do. Everybody wants to touch somebody if it takes all night. Everybody wants to take a look. That's, like, a, that's a number one single, and it is also a gold single, Heartache yeah. Tonight. Now, this is an example of Heartache Tonight, where they're kind of rocking in a way, but Eagles rocking. Eagles it doesn't rocking. really compare to like... Real rocking. To like Aerosmith or, or any of those bands, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, 
It's faux rocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but just so you know, if I'm not mistaken, Eagles are the biggest selling American band in the history of America. Bigger than Beach Boys, bigger than Aerosmith, bigger than... Van Halen? Bigger than Van Halen, I believe, yes. I think they've sold more, all all in. I Probably can't just, be, just, just for um, their greatest hits, 1971 through 75. Well, that is a lot, but, you and, know... And then, and then 16 million of, Heartache, of um, Hotel California. Seven million here, so yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. I'm just saying they're so that kind of soft, as we say, lush version of rock America loves. Here's a good question: Eagles Limited is Don Henley the only member yes. currently? Yes, yes, he is. Well, then he has billions and billions of dollars. <laughs> yes. Why doesn't he use all that money and buy Walden Woods and have it moved to his backyard? <laughs> yeah. Do you think he has board meetings just with himself? He might. With he me. has the last one. Unless, I don't know exactly what the deal is with the Don Felder, or maybe Glenn Fry's family. Uh, family, because yeah. he has a kid that's in the band now yeah. as well. So that I'm not sure of. That I'm not sure. But he's the only living member of the original Eagles Limited. Incredible, right? That's true. Let's listen to, there's a Joe Walsh song on this album. Uh, It was originally, he recorded it solo, and it was on the Warriors soundtrack. Yes. And now this is the, this is Eagles version of In the City. I love this song. If any of our listeners have the Joe Walsh version, please email it to me. I, I always want to buy it on iTunes, but you have to buy the entire Warriors soundtrack for that one song. I hate that. I would buy the song. If what I other could buy songs it. are on that soundtrack? You, you don't remember. incidental shit. Can I rewind a bit? Because we forgot. You want to start the show over? Yeah, I'd like to start right at the From beginning. the top? Yeah, let's erase okay. what we had or delete or put it in a file. Okay, let's talk about, though, that they didn't have any songs from 1971. That's how we'll start the show. <laughs> There was a song mm-hmm. that Eagles released between Hotel California and The Long Run. That's right, to kind of appease the fans. And that was a Christmas single that actually yep. did very well. It was yep. a cover of the old Charles Brown song, Please Come Home for Christmas. Great. Actually, a very excellent cover. What did you do for Christmas? Did you go home? No. What did you do? I just stayed in the city. <laughs> okay. But- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where do you wake up on Christmas morning? Stop it. Just stop no, it. I'm serious. I don't know. Wherever I'm at, wherever I'm Jewish, so it's not a big thing. Oh, for you're, to, forget it. I'm sorry I asked. Jesus, I don't know why you're trying to out me in front of everyone. <laughs> I get it. I'm not part of the mainstream American Protestant <laughs> ethic that everyone else is part of. Okay. So you're, no Santa Claus for you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the crazy. You're like a commie. Yeah, I, I know. It's terrible. You're, it re- terrible. you're red. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What are you going to tell us? 
on the other side of Please Come Home for Christmas is an example, again, of why people hate Eagles. <laughs> Do we have this song? It's called Funky New Year. And it is so far from funky. And the only version, I know they played it when they did those Millennium Millennium shows. Uh-huh. They played yeah. like, uh, I know, I remember they played it then. And it is... It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Do we have it? I don't. Oh, we do. Okay, let's listen to it. Let's hear Funky New Year. There's one cool part in it, but that's it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is the live version from the Millennium concert. Okay. I haven't heard this. Wait. Wait for the lyric. Just last night, wanted to bring the year in right. Woke up this morning, I don't know how. Last night I was a happy man, but the way I feel right now, it's gonna be a funky new year. Come on, sing it with me. <laughs> okay, can we stop? I love that, it, that everyone, he thinks that everyone knows the song, first of all. It's hilarious. Well, I can tell you that that song is available on iTunes. The, the live the, version? The studio version. Yeah. Let's, let's try it. Let's hear a little bit of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The studio version is worse. Actually, that sounded better than I thought. But it certainly didn't version. sound like Bootsy Collins playing bass. That's for sure. This is it. Yeah. That's not the Eagles. That's the Eagles. I know it is, but it's not. That's not what they do. Released B-side. Why didn't... I'm going to... Wait, this is my favorite part. Here we go. Okay. Hold on. That's it. That little... You see, they should have done... They should have done what... What Hall & Oates did with... Um, Santa, with uh, What's their song? Rocker, what's their song? What's their... Rocket Man. No, no, no. What's the Christmas song? I, why am I drawing Someone... a blank? Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. It was a, it was a double A side. Daryl sings it on one side, and John sings it on the other. Oh, that's good. So why didn't, they do, why didn't Glenn sing it on one side and yeah, Don sing yeah. it on the other instead of what we just heard? Bells will be ringing. Yeah, that's a good version. So, anyway. Our version's good. <laughs> why, how come we don't record? Well, you're Jewish. You can't record. I, can't, I don't know. Well, Neil Diamond records Christmas albums. So yeah. does Streisand. You know them, right? Are you close with them? Uh, Irving Berlin wrote a lot of famous. A lot of Jews were involved with exploiting Christmas for money. Let's give Timothy B. Schmidt a little love, even though I'm not a real fan of his. You're not? Not really. His solo music is the stink of rude. Oh, can we also say this? No. That Randy Meisner leaves the band. Yeah. And I thought it was like, I just can't take the music business anymore. I'm going to go work on a farm. I'm going to thing. Still records. No. Releases three albums over the next five years. Yeah. Just didn't want to hang out with Eagles. Yes, sir. Didn't someone tell us a Timothy B. Schmidt story? Yes, they did. We, you know, I, I wait around and get autographs from band members. I like to do that. And there's this one guy. I don't even, is his name Tommy? His blonde hair. He's a really nice guy. He's just. He's, the lead singer of Sticks? No, 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 no. And um, so one night, I forget who we, and we were, and we were Tommy talking. Tommy Rowe? We were talking about the worst people. Dizzy? The worst people you've had interactions with. And he said, oh. Timothy B. Schmidt. I'm like, really? What happened? He said, he was at uh, he was playing at McCabe's one night, wow. and after the after the show, he goes, I wait outside, and he comes out, and I go up to him and I say, Hey, Timothy, can I 
can I get you to sign something for me? He said, sure, just go wait over there. Let me just finish uh, my chat here with my, these people and then he'll do it. So finishes the chat with the people mm -hmm. and he walks over to the guy and says, I'm not signing any of your stuff. He made him wait. Yeah. Then said, then told him I'm not signing any of your stuff. Because like the people were looking at him or? Yeah. And then he left. Timothy be a jerk. <laughs> That's his new name. It's bullshit, right? <laughs> That really happened. One fucking guy. That, come on. I do no, I do believe because this guy has many great stories. Why would he just out Timothy B. Schmidt? Because no one will question it. Timothy B. Shit. All right, let's listen to I Can't Tell You Why. Yeah, yeah, he does a great version of it. Yeah. Goes to number eight. Again, this is the kind of song where yeah. people could hate the... If you didn't already... If you hated the Eagles, this would be just like, this is my proof. My so, wife doesn't hate anything. If this song comes on, she hates it. Really? I mean, this is his easy listening genre, right? Yeah. Would like, you say it's close to Elevator? Yeah. I like how you say he does a good version of this. He wrote it. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm an idiot. He co-wrote it with Henley and Fry, and I think I think Fry tells him that's a, that's a hit song you just recorded. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah. I'm sure, he's like thanks, thank you, Randy. It's like no, I'm not Randy. I'm the new guy. Do you even know who I am? Are you unlimited? You're not. I can't, I can't speak with you then. Okay, now look. Here's what happens then. After this, they just. They, they break, break up. up. They tour a little. They they argue on stage at an Alan Cranston yeah. concert. They record a live album, which is is one of those live albums I don't like. It's right. cobbled together from different shows. I like I like this is one night mistakes and all. Yeah, that's yeah. not gonna. You're never gonna get that. No. And then they, they wouldn't even show up they at the got, Grammy. Now, this is the question. This is the question. Do you want to stop right now? I don't. You know, because it's been long. It's been a, lo a long. How long have we been recording? Um, like we started a little bit, so it's probably been in. An hour, 32 minutes, oh, another 35 not, minutes. Fine. I feel it, like we should stop and then maybe do another <laughs> post. <laughs> no. Because I just We're feel gonna, like... We can take this that's to two the hours. End of the, okay. We can take it. Here's what happens. Take it to the limits. <laughs> then they, they, the Eagles say, we'll get back together when hell freezes over. Right. Okay? But then that's some, what they say. Now something very interesting happens in the meantime. Those records keep selling. Yes. And a new format, very corporate, called... Classic rock mm -hmm. invades American radio. Yep. And one of the pillars is a band called who? The Dillards. The Dillards, in a big way. <laughs> They're very tight <laughs> harmonies using the banjo, the mandolin, and, because, and the guitar. And because the Dillards <laughs> do so well in classic rock radio, they find Eagles <laughs> music right, right. and bring it in. Right, right. All right, so... So they Eagles, even though they're broken up, they never really leave, and Henley feels like that's part of the appeal was mm. that they went away, but their music didn't. And Henley has big success during this period, and the, Fry has some success. No yeah. question, no question. I mean, his songs don't hold up, but he has Smuggler's Blues. He has The Heat Is On from Beverly Hills Cop. He acts a little on Wise Guy. Not, he does those workout commercials for <laughs> Bally's where he's all, he's, he's all muscular for a while and looks like a douche. Yeah. He <laughs> wants to douche it up even more. Why didn't he join a frat? Right. And then, and Henley, of course, that's when I saw him live, when he was doing one of those End of the Innocent yep, stores yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like that. I and saw him then. It was rather good. It was rather good yeah. show. And then, guess what happened? Country artists 
get influenced yep. by them, and they do a tribute album produced by their manager. Mm-hmm. One of those guys is named Travis Tritt, if I'm not mistaken. Merle Travis? Merle Travis Tritt. <laughs> and he uh, does a version of Take It Easy, their first song of the first album. Remember when mm-hmm. we talked about it an hour and a half ago? Yep. And when they go down to shoot the video, they all seem to get along a little bit. Yeah. And we're like, maybe. Maybe it's time to do this. Maybe it's time we do that. So maybe hell will. The best part, for me, the best part about this 1994 reunion is that they tell Joe the only way he can be a part of this is if he cleans himself up. Mm -hmm. And he does. And he's still clean to this day. They saved Joe Walsh. They saved Joe Walsh's life. In a way, life. that's the most important thing they did yeah. post the Eagles. They saved Joe Walsh's life. They probably literally did. He probably wouldn't have made it. He was no. bad. And, and, and there's he, some interviews in that documentary where he looks pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, no question. No question. Big drug I mean, they were all drug users. Yeah. And it's surprising they all look as good. I mean, obviously, we lost Glenn Fry. But Glenn looked, Glenn looked good up until he passed. Obviously, he had some, some internal problems that we didn't know about. That he yeah. maybe he was dealing with for years. You, you mean Don Henley? No, Glenn. No, I meant that was the eternal problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I get it now. Okay, so they record, to pad it out, they record four studio tracks. Oh, yeah. For the album. Uh, a song called Get Over It. The worst. It's, it's um, yeah, it's not, what's it say? I'm going uh, to find your little child and kick his little ass. Your inner child and kick its little ass. <laughs> get over it. All right, those guys need to get over it. Um, but I think what I have from this, I have uh, a song. I picked nothing from this album. You know. A song written by Don Henley and Stan Lynch, uh, d- former drummer of Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. This is a song called Learn to Be Still. It's just another day in paradise As you stumble to your bed you give anything to silence those voices ringing in your head You thought you could find happiness Just over that green hill You thought you would be satisfied But you never will Learn to be still uh, and I had another one. We won't play it though. But it's um, "Love Will Keep Us Alive." It's a Paul Carrick song that um, Timothy B. Schmidt recorded, and it's a pretty good song. It gives Timothy another song that he can sing live. But um, then they, um, then in 2003, they re-release a Greatest Hits package, but it's a double right. CD. And just now. as you know, Hi. they released, I believe, eight Greatest Hits. They have more right. Greatest Hits albums than right. they do albums. Right. <laughs> It's true. If you look at the, the yeah, release, they, they have a small catalog of studios. And that's not even counting the live greatest hits album. The so, live greatest hits album. So there is a, there is a new song on this greatest hits uh, from 2003, and this is called Hole in the World. And this starts with some uh, amazing Eagles harmony. So let's listen. There's a hole in the world and again, now's the time to take your There's pills, slit your wrists. Sorrow. There's a hole in the world tonight. Don't let there be a hole in the world tomorrow. 
Adult contemporary crap. Yeah. All right, turn it down. The, the album cover is terrible. <laughs> is it black? For the single cover. That's the single, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, not yeah. good. It's like a Christian rock. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> okay, can I talk about the Dillards for a second? You 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 won't stop talking about it. Okay. Are we going to do an all Dillards episode? No, 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 no. no. I just, this is interesting. He was Doug Dillard. No. Who's the I main Dillard. Come on. Yes, Doug Dillard was in... Doug and Rodney. One version of the Birds, which is the predecessor for the Eagles, right? The first kind of country rock. And then he leaves the Dillards, joins the Birds, then joins Dillard and Clark with this guy, Gene Clark. From the Birds. Yes, also from the genius from the Birds. He left the Birds because he couldn't fly. Remember that guy? And they were in a band together. And then they wrote an Eagles. Then Clark, and if I'm not mistaken, let me make sure I get this right, Bernie Ledden wrote a song together called Train Leaves Here This Morning. So it's, Are you reading this from a book? I mean, you don't have this memorized? I don't have this memorized. But I was just, I'm, I'm fascinated by how it all started. All right. Well, look, I just, there's a ton of, there's a ton of Dillard's music on iTunes. It says their number one song on iTunes is a song called Dooley, D-O-O-L-E-Y, Dooley. You want to hear what that sounds yeah, like? Yeah, let's listen to Dooley. There's some Dillards. Can't stop talking about them. as well. If you celebrated Christmas, this is what I'd get you for Christmas. I love it. Here we go. What was the first song? I mean, wasn't there a song you played called Dueling something? Dueling Dalton's. Dueling Dalton's. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That had nothing to do with that guy that we're talking about. Let's hear hear another Dillard song. That Dillard song didn't sound good to me. Now, this one, this one, you know how (laughs) when you hear Clark and Dillard. You know how when you buy something on iTunes and like if it's real popular, it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this this one's, the bars are going the whole way over. This is called Just Seen, Just Seen a Face. By the Dillards. I've just this. seen the face. Yes, it's the Beatles song. Oh, yeah, it is. That's Dillerfied. Well, you well I do hear the harmonies. I do hear the, And I guess, you know, if you were high at the Troubadour yeah. in 1968, listening or nine, listening to these guys. Let's listen to this. It's, this they're one, super fast. I get it. This so, one's called Copperfields. Oh, my God. Stop. Copperfield to play in when you're growing old. Copperfields are going toward the town where they Uh-huh. I think we found something. And then let's let's just do one more. Okay. Let's just do one more. Okay. This is called Doug's Tune. And I gotta know what Doug's Tune sounds like. Right. This is uh the Dillards. I bet this is Doug Dillard just playing banjo. That's what it is. This is just his tune. Okay. Let's stop this. Let's stop it. All I'm doing is I'm quoting John Bolin, who was the guy who was Linda Ronstadt's manager, said that that was the main influence for that whole California sound. I don't know if I agree with John. He he might be wrong. (laughs) John, if you're listening to this, please, because I believe he's still teaching college. The Dillards have 15 albums. The Dullards? (laughs) Uh... Including uh, Clark and Dillard. Oh, 
they they released one in like 2006 that was kind of a an compilation but they it says they still they still play out they're still together they have uh, a tribute to the american duck Picking and fiddling. Yeah, that sounds like well, that. I'm a picking. And uh, I'm a one called Live Almost. Right? That's, that's exclamation like, points. That's like in the kiss out, those kiss albums. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me. Um, okay, look. In two, this is kind of remarkable. Yeah. In 2007, they finally release a new album, and it's a double album. And, and it's, it's on some weird label, right? Yes. And I, I think they ended up losing millions of dollars in production because they paid for all the studio stuff. But it sold 7 million copies. It did. Yes. So maybe they didn't lose a million. Not if you're part of Limited. Eagles no. Limited. So let me play. This is a song I, called... This is why I don't want to be talking about any of this, but go ahead. Well, I, I just have to, we just have to yeah, finish right, it up. Right. This is a song called How Long. This is a song that Glenn and JD wrote and it was on it was on JD's album. By the way, do you know what JD stands for? I'm not looking at anything. John David. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what JD in the Salinger stands for? <laughs> I don't. Jerome David. Wow, it's always David with yeah. these guys. <laughs> Keep going. Um this is a song called How Long It Was On and it was on a uh JD Souther album and when it's eagle-fied it's pretty great. So let's listen to okay. How Long. I love JD Souther by the yeah, way. I do yeah, too. Yeah, I yeah. tried to get him on here but he's just He won't. His managers just said he's basically, without saying so, he's just too old. Right. To come in and sit down. He won't even talk about Long Branch Penny Whistle, the <laughs> band he had with the, uh, Glenn Fry. Yeah. What's up with how long, Kyle? How long is it going to take to hear it? Oh, there we go. Like oh. Sounds like the Dillards. Not bad. Yeah. Never see the good old days shining in the sun. I'll be doing fine and then some. How long, how long, woman, will you weep? How long, how long, rock yourself to sleep? And, um, just going to play one more song to get out of this but i, I will play a, a henley song called um now this for me this is this is the this, heart of the matter this is a good uh this is a good it's a good double album it, it would have been a great single album of course. It really would have been a great single album it's got 20 tracks that's a lot um let's hear uh busy being fabulous sung by henley written by henley and fry was all she wrote. Do you think I don't know that you're out on the town with all of your high-rolling friends? What do you do when you come up empty? Where do you go when the party ends? You were just too busy being fabulous. Too busy so that uh that's gonna end our eagle show we're gonna play we're gonna play course, out with hotel california obviously right 
Um, do you think there will ever be new Eagles music? Maybe they recorded something with Glenn before he passed. Maybe this new lineup might do something. Maybe, maybe. It just seems they're so tense in that studio. Yeah. Whenever I would hear them talk about the long run or even Hotel California, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, guys that were one-fourth of the biggest band America ever produced were like, yeah. I can't even be around this anymore. Right. You hear my shares. Let me go and do my own stuff. When I when I tweet about the show, I'm going to say if you if you hate the Eagles, you but love Wayne Fetterman. <laughs> no, I feel like it's listen not that. to this. No, then it's putting it on me. I would do it if you hate the Eagles. We talk a lot about why it's okay to hate them. Oh, that's a good idea. That's Even good though idea. we love them. If you're Jewish, we have Wayne <laughs> Fetterman here. Don't make it about me. okay. Shouldn't be about religion. Should never be. Well, anyway, I just think it's an amazing story. That documentary is off the charts. Again, if you haven't seen the documentary called History of the Eagles, there's also an article written by Bill Simmons, mm-hmm. who is a sports, a sports writer, mm-hmm. writing about that documentary that's okay. hilarious. Hilarious. So, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. If you, just if you want to get the... And then there's obviously Don Felder has his book out, mm-hmm. and there's another book, like a kind of a gossipy book. But the, like Henley and... F- Fry have never written books. I don't know. Is that true? They haven't. Yeah. Wonder yeah. if Henley's going to write one. I don't know. It's uh, I, I, it's just weird that they they never got the critical acclaim, but they only get the financial acclaim. And during that time when they reunited after 1994, mm-hmm. they were known in the business. Mm-hmm. When I would people talk about them, still dismissively, even though they were selling out everywhere. Right, right. $130 for the least, you know, they, the cheapest ticket. They christened the forum with four sold-out nights when right, they the remodeled new, yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And the Staples Center they yeah. did that Millennium show. So, now, here's, here's a sex story that I heard about the Eagles. Are you into that? Not really. All right. Not really. But you can, you can tell. I'm not the judge. I just I don't like gossipy stuff like that. This is, I think this is a true story. <laughs> now, look, for anyone that doesn't like the sexy stories, this is like a, this is like a thing that Don Henley and, and these guys would do. With groupies. Should I not tell it? Should I tell it, Kyle? Now I'm curious. Huh? <laughs> At first I was they like, They used eh, to do a thing no. called mailboxing. Where they would get the groupies and they would all bend over a couch. And then they would go down. <laughs> look at Wayne's face. <laughs> like Henley would, 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 would have sex with all of them at the same please, time. Like please. boom, boom, boom. All the way down the line. Mailboxing. He would deliver his package. I didn't make that. I can't. I could never make that up. That's not where my mind, the way my mind thinks. This is something that I was told. Are you okay, Wayne? Yeah, I'm all right. All right. Now I've even lost my train of thought of what I was going to say. <laughs> think of, about. Just think about the Dillards. It cleanses the palate. <laughs> well, they I would know. actually play the Dillards while they would mail them. Yeah. <laughs> they would do a thing. Guys, guys. What do you think about banjo? Banjo is like one of the hardest instruments to play, but when I hear it, it kind of sounds silly. Well, it's, it's, there was something called bluegrass music. I don't want to try to like, defend it. Do you like bluegrass music? Not as much as I like rock music, but I do appreciate There's a song called Rocky Top Tennessee that I really like. Good old Rocky Top? Rocky Top Tennessee? Yeah. I really like that song. All right. and obviously, there's some Scruggs and there's whatever merit. that guy. Flat, flat and Scruggs. Yeah, yeah, Flat and Scruggs. There's merit to it. There's some, yeah. There's, I mean, obviously, Steve Martin is really into it. Yeah, so, and yeah, I, like, yeah, I love yeah. Steve Steep Martin. River Canyon. Yeah, no question. No or question. Rangers, whatever they're called. When you were a kid, was uh, Hee Haw oh, on wait. your radar? 
Yes, it was very much. But before I do Saturday that, nights at seven is when we would watch it back in Holidaysburg, Pennsylvania. One of the great uh, success stories of taking uh, based on what was that? What was the show was based on? Hee-haw. No, no, no. It was based on uh, the George Slaughter show. It's really laughing, Tom. laughing. Yeah, C- country laughing. Country laughing. Country laughing. Sold. Sold. Done. Take <laughs> Sold. It. Done. Twenty years. Yep. Incredible music on that show. Yeah, yeah. The point I wanted to make about the Eagles at the time when they came back was that they were known as this corporate band. That if you had a million dollars, they'll play your bar mitzvah. Yep. They'll come. They anywhere. will play your your corporate. We don't care what you sell. What you think. We don't. You're Stealing money from graveyards. <laughs> we don't care. We'll play. We there. will play. Sun City, count us in. <laughs> we are in. And so that, and I think their music reflects that a little bit, mm-hmm. that even the most corporate person, there couldn't be one song that they're offended by. There's one song mm-hmm. they don't want to even hear. Yeah. Not even like Billy Joel's Catholic Girls Start Much. Like there couldn't be, maybe the word Kalidus is the most yep. offensive. Thing. I don't even know what Kalidus is. I think it has something. I no one knows. No one knows. But I think it has something to do with female genitalia. They have but, a song about mailboxing that is not something people would want to hear. Now, you, let me ask you something. Yeah. Because I don't have that now. I'd like to have you back on the show because you're fun. You seem to read information about bands off your computer uh, very well. I did a lot of research. Are you a Billy Joel fan? Yeah, but yes, yes, I am. A, like a big Billy Joel no, fan. No, no, not a. I, forget. I, I, no, no. Forget I'm more of a. Yeah. I heard a rumor about you today. That I was a big Billy Joel fan. No, the rumor was that you enjoy songs that stop <laughs> and, start, and again. start again. Yeah, that's the. Do you like that? Yes. I do. Why, why don't we do that as a topic <laughs> next time? We'll play songs that stop and start again, and we'll cue them up to the part where they'd stop. Right. We'll play a little bit up to the stop and then start again. Do you want to do that? Yeah, there's a comedian who does a bit about. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, I'm out of my mind. I'm, I'm out of my. I'm out of my mind. Um, but uh, yeah, he does a whole bit about because Elvis would stop. Th- I started again. again. Yeah. yeah, who does that? It's um, I, it's Mark Pitta. It just came to me. So could you find 15 songs that stop and start uh, I, again? Can I pitch other things? Yes. What else do you got for me? I mean, not right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'd right like, I would like it not to be two years until you come back here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And maybe next time you bring that ukulele, we plug it into the board. How about all Dillard? <laughs> I would do it. No. Because that means to... we would be researching the Dillards. I, I don't know. Let me think about it. How okay. far it, back? Because I always feel like it, this, it doesn't, it this, doesn't... this sweet spot for this show is much more like 80s. Like No, it they... can be. It can No, we really? go 60s. How far back will you go? Buddy Holly. Okay, so Emily that's Brothers. That's 1955. That's the, yeah. That's I, I would like to do a... a 58, a, a, um, right? I would like to do like a combo Buddy Holly, Roy Orbison, um, Everly Brothers episode. Mm-hmm. I just saw the Everly Brothers documentary. How's that? Pretty good. I nope. mean, I didn't know their big hits at the very... Because mm-hmm. I opened for... I was their opening act for one night. Are you kidding? That Where? will save that. Vegas? We will save that. No, Westbury Music Fair. Yeah. In Long Island. But look, it do, it also doesn't have to be a band. It doesn't have to be a specific band. No, I either. understand. I understand. It could be it could be songs that have the word red in the title. It could be anything. Right. Easy to research. Of course. I love research. I love it. I All love right. it. And I've, I enjoyed this. And uh, I, I just feel, I don't know if I feel bad for the Eagles because they're, you know. Because they're rich billionaires. Yeah, but I do feel like there's there there's no still, credibility. They're still angry because they don't have that credibility. Do you feel like that? That they're angry because yeah, I feel I think like they, they do. I feel like they I still. I think they're they're 
pretentious the, and uh, what do I want to say? Because and arrogant because they they never got there. Like they're, they they think that they're better than the Beatles, and no one else says that. Right, and no one ever will. <laughs> yeah, but not the be But even like Neil Young or somebody yeah. who has like yeah. that sort of or Bowie or so or, or some, petty headed or no perfect example petty headed, and they the want they want what petty had. Yeah, I they, taught him guitar. <laughs> Do you know the story about um, Mike Campbell presented? Oh the, wait, and Mike Campbell doesn't isn't Campbell on a couple of uh, Don oh, Henley's yeah. albums, right? Yeah, Campbell uh, wrote the song "Boys of Summer" and he presented oh, that's it to what Tom. It is. That's what it is. And Tom's like, I'm not really, really, feel, I'm not really feeling. It. I don't really get that song. So then he gave it to Henley, and Henley was like, immediately, that's my album, all over it. And then when Petty heard it on the radio, he did tell Mike. He goes, I was wrong about that song. Which is pretty okay, great. Okay, for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, when you are on Twitter, you're at Fetterman. Yes. But for some reason, you are not verified. Not, not yet. Why? Have you tried? I, don't, I wouldn't even know what the process... I feel like that process is now secret. Just Google... No, no, no. It's not, it's not that anymore. It's, it's this. Kyle knows. He's tried and failed. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on... X-Files. I've been on Career Enthusiasm. I, look, I, I was a regular on Living Single. What do I have I'm to do? I'm verified. What do I have to do? You're a regular on Living Single? Three episodes. That's I was right. on a that's, very... That's not regular. <laughs> that's recurring. You have to log in to see it. But if you go to, if you go to the at verified account, there's a link right there. Yeah. And that's where you submit your request. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying I feel like that got shut down. I understand. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it later. It's, it's no big deal. You're, not, you're an American treasure. Thank you. Thank you. Do you still gig around? Do you go Do you go on tour? Will you be in Vegas doing shows? No, but I'm going to be at the Improv with Kevin Pollack and Carol Leifer in February. Wow. I don't know the exact date, but it's like it'll be kind of a little bit of an improv reunion show. Because you guys were in a group together? No. <laughs> well, you said a reunion show. You're right. You're right. Well, no, I'm just meant oh, you mean, older yeah, you comedians. Mean, I get it. Uh, yeah. All right. At Fetterman. Kyle, you're at Kyle Dots and Funny. Mm -hmm. I'm at Pat underscore Francis Verified. We are at Rock Solid Show. Verified? Rock Solid Show is not verified, but I haven't tried either. Right, right. I don't know if I can get it. I don't know how, I don't know how you do like something that's not a person, like an entity Right, of thing. course, of course. Let's close out with the biggest Eagles song, the most iconic song, the title track from their biggest studio album that's not a greatest hits package. Thank you, Wayne. This is Hotel California. 